we do have this, this really cool lifestyle element to the brand that for center of the grocery stores is pretty unique. I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Joel Clark, CEO and co-founder of Kodiak Cakes, to learn about his two-decade-long journey of building the beloved pancake and waffle brand. Joel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Good to be here. Hey, it's always a pleasure as we were talking about, you know, it's uh, one of my kids' favorite brands with the pancakes and everything else you make. So I'm excited for the conversation. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's good to hear. So, you know, <laughs> I think uh, any entrepreneurial journey, it's great to start with the story. So what inspired you to start Kodiak Cakes? So, you know, really this this whole journey was pretty homegrown, right? Like it, this whole thing was my mom's idea. And when we were growing up, we my mom would make these awesome whole wheat pancakes from scratch. And she even had a wheat grinder out in the garage and she'd grind her own wheat. And, um, you know, honestly, we didn't always appreciate all of the, the super healthy things we ate growing up, <laughs> but, um, but we did love her pancakes and she always kind of had a dream to take her recipe and make a product out of it and sell it. And so when I was eight years old, we made little homemade uh, pancake mixes in brown paper lunch sacks and we loaded up my little red wagon and I went around the neighborhood and sold homemade pancake mixes to the neighbors. And so, you know, that's like the earliest roots of Kodiak cakes. And then, you know, we didn't really keep going with it then, but it was in, in 1995, my older brother, John, uh, wanted to start a business and he was talking to my mom and, and she said, Hey, why don't you take the pancake recipe and make her make an actual product with it and start a company, go sell pancake mixes. And, so that's what happened. My older brother, John, took the, took the recipe and created the brand Kodiak Cakes. He created the first product and asked me to help him. And so we went out and started selling this little pancake mix. And then I took the company over uh, a couple of years later. So talk me through those first couple of years. So you guys started it together, then you took it over. You know, when was that moment it went from the hand-to-hand selling to that first retailer that really took the, the leap and embraced you? Yeah. So we were selling these little gift shops, right? Like in, in ski towns, like Park City, that's where we're based today, Park City, Utah, and Sun Valley, Idaho, and Jackson, Wyoming. And so we drummed up about 50 gift shops. And so I was a college student. I went back to school and I just focused on that. And, and uh, my brother, John, was running this, running this on the side. And he started to see pretty early on, like, man, I've got to get this into grocery or I'm just never going to make any money, right? I'm never going to get any volume. So the first um, grocery chain that, that actually carried it was QFC grocery stores up in Seattle. And so he went up there, I think in early 1997 and sold the product in and, and they started buying it. And so that was really like the first time that we started to see like these bigger orders going out. We're like, Oh, this is great. You know, like we're selling a pallet instead of we're selling one case, you know, by UPS. And so, I think that was like the that that was when we realized this is this is the future of Kodiak Cakes. We need to be and really John's vision from the beginning was to be a mainstream. He wanted this to be a good enough product that that your your everyday consumer would love it, even if they weren't really looking for a healthier whole grain product. So I think that's a good segue into what is kind of the Kodiak Cakes mission and how do you bring those values to life as you build the brand. Yeah, I, so I really do love our mission, and our mission is really kind of 
what the inspiration was about from the beginning. So our mission is to inspire healthier eating and active lifestyles with nourishment for today's frontier. And so, you know, we're really just as a brand, we want to inspire people to eat better and live more active, right? And, and when we talk about nourishment for today's frontier, it's like we have this cool kind of frontier theme about the brand that kind of harkens back to when, you know, life was simpler and, and, and food was real and whole, right? So we, we, we're all about whole grains, for example. But then we're looking for like, what, what about today? What about today's frontier that, that we should embrace that, that, and that we've learned about food? And so protein is one, like, so a lot of our products have higher protein in them. And, and so, you know, I think for us, we're really trying to elevate the standard of nutrition in the center of the grocery store. And so that's pretty motivating. When you, when you see people like eating our product and, and, and it's, it's a part of their healthy, you know, they're getting healthier journey is that's like incredibly motivating for me. So how have you taken that kind of mission for the company and then translated into the culture of the business that you built? So one of our, one of our like culture, one of our like elements of our culture is, so we kind of have like five main pillars of our culture. Um, and they're kind of like, they're kind of like bare terms a little bit, right? Because it's Kodiak, right? So it has to be, right? So, so there, you know, one of them is leave the growl behind. And that, that's about just great relationships and being great to work with, right? The other one is about to bear together, right? And spelled B-E-A-R, of course. And that's about like empowering each other and, and collaborating. And then uh, one is forge a fresh trail. And that's about being passionate, you know, being innovative. And then um, one is clawing through. So that's like being proactive, showing grit, you know, and, and being scrappy. And then this one, I think, is is really big kind of to what you're talking about. This this last one is called get out of the bear den, right? And that's a work hard, play hard mentality. And it's about it's about getting outdoors. It's also just about like getting out and visiting other stores or visiting retail stores or visiting other businesses. But this part, this one's cool because we have a we have something internally called bear bucks. And so everyone that works at Kodiak Cakes gets a small portion of their salary to go towards outdoor active lifestyle purchases. So you can't use it for anything else. Like it could be equipment. It could be ski equipment. It could be, you know, um, it could be a ski pass. It could be gym memberships and, and a mountain bike, you know, stuff like that, that really like, it's kind of us putting our money where our mouth is. It's like, we want it. We want people to live an active lifestyle. And so we really enable that for our team. And so in return, it's really fun. In turn, we have like, we all, we use Slack internally, like a lot of companies do, but one of our channels for Slack is called Bear Bucks. And so people post pictures of, you know, what they, what they're doing outside. Maybe they're out on a hike or maybe they're out rappelling or on a trail run or mountain biking. And it's just fun because we get to see what everybody's out doing. And that's, that's like a really cool way for us to just build that mission into our culture. That's awesome. And how many employees do you guys have today that uh, you can give that out to? Uh, we're, so we're up to, we're at 81, 81 employees. That's awesome. That's so cool. And all there in Park City? Actually, not everyone. So we have, we, I think we have around maybe 60 or so working out of Park City. And then the rest are remote, kind of all over the country, working in different places, working from home. Perfect. So you know, we talked a little bit about your birth was in the gift shops, and then you expand into grocery. You know, today building a brand is really about omni-channel. You've got the grocery and the food drug mass, but you also have Amazon and you have direct to consumer and all of these omni-channel choices. 
how has Kodiak thought about those choices and how do you balance them? That's a great question. I think for us, we've, and then, you know, a couple other channels to, to add in that, that, you know, a brand like us, like might really think about our international and kind of food service or away from home. But what we, what we did is we, we, over the last several years, we've really focused on grocery, you know, food, food, drug, mass. We've really focused on that channel. That's been our biggest focus because there's just so much to go and do. There's so many stores out there and then online, right? Direct to consumer, Amazon. So those have been kind of the two main focuses for us as we've built out the brand. And, and, and you know, like, so, you know, there's kind of two ways you could go. One way could be maybe your brand is in one category, one or two categories, and, and you're really focused on channel strategy. Our strategy has been more about um, category growth. So expanding this brand into multiple categories as a platform. And so, um, you know, over time, we will start to focus more on these other channels, like away from home and international, but we haven't done a ton in those channels yet. So that's like a lot of white space for us going forward. But I will say the, um, the direct to consumer and, you know, Amazon side of our business is, is obviously growing a ton as consumers are, are, they are home more and they want to buy online more. And so that's been a, a big growth area for us. So when you think about the the marketing strategies, they're really the key to your success. You mentioned that connection to the outdoors and what you do with your employees. How's that marketing kind of translated into building Kodiak? I think, you know, one thing that we've thought a lot about is, you know, there, there has been a lot of disruption in the food space from emerging, you know, smaller emerging food brands like ours. And it's like, why, right? What, what, you know, obviously there's, there's product positioning and that, that, and people like the, the, what we're bringing to the table in terms of differentiated product, but, but there's also this um, authentic brand story that people really love, right? And they, they get really loyal to Kodiak cakes. And I think one thing that really, I think really it lends itself to that is you've got to be good at grassroots marketing efforts. And I think that lends itself to remaining authentic, right? And so like being good on social media and having great content, a digital, you know, digital strategy, and then an influencer strategy. I think that's a way to really um, remain authentic. And we've had a really great influencer marketing strategy where we've brought we used to do a ton of events before COVID and we've kind of had to adapt to doing more online events. But um, I think if you can connect really well with the right influencers, then that will really help propel your brand. And then, you know, I think one other thing that I think is just, I think really um, unique about Kodiak Cakes is we, we do have this, this really cool lifestyle element to the brand that for center of the grocery stores is pretty unique. And, and so, you know, like I think that really helps us sustain this brand and, and, and is a big reason why people are emotionally drawn into this brand. We have this, you know, we're in Park City, Utah. It's, it's a cool mountain town and, and trying to incorporate some of that outdoor active lifestyle into center store grocery categories like pancake, for example, that for a long time was kind of this boring category, right? And so bringing u- unique innovation to the category and then bringing this kind of depth of brand with, with these lifestyle and other elements really is unique. So you mentioned the uh, influencer strategy. Have you guys, you know, there's this debate between the massive reach influencers and the the more micro influencers. Yeah. Have you guys put a stake in the ground on one of those? You know, that's interesting. I think early on, it really was us going after the bigger influencers. And then over time, we started to, we started to kind of morph that strategy and really found that micro or nano influencers are, as we say, sometimes are 
really effective, right? And I think because their followings are so loyal, they're so authentic. And and if they're talking about something, that means they usually means they really love it. And so, yeah, it takes more effort because it's more fragmented and you have to really put in the effort to to build relationships with smaller micro influencers. But for us, it's been a really, really great strategy and, and a win-win for them and us. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. So in recent years, you guys have really expanded what Kodiak Cakes is with new product innovations and the things you mentioned there. What yeah. do those most recent innovations, one, you know, what are those for the audience? But also, what do they say about the brand's vision that you have or where you want to go in the future? Yeah, so um, what we're trying to do um, for, from a vision standpoint is elevate basic nutrition standards across the center store. And so what, we, what we're trying to do is build a platform and if you, when you, th- you know, there are other, there are other platform brands that go into a lot of categories, but they're not a ton. There, there really aren't a ton of brands that can, that can really go category to category. And so for us, that was kind of our vision early on when we, when we were in just in the pancake category, we realized, man, this is a small category, you know, that was, and, and it wasn't a category that buyers really prioritized. So it's kind of hard to break through. So early on, we really, we realized, and we've got to be in multiple categories to really build this brand. And, and so that became a focus of ours pretty early on. But uh, yeah, so that's how we think about it is like center store, we can play in a lot of places, right? Um, so for example, we're in, you know, outside of the pancake category, we're in oatmeal. And that's been a really big focus for the last couple of years. We're doing a lot in oatmeal. Frozen waffles has been a huge category for us over the last three or four years. And, and doing really well in that category, we launched into the, the cookie cracker space. So we launched a product called Bear Bites a couple of years ago. And it's like a mini bite-sized graham cracker, you know, all, all, everything revolving around whole grains and protein, of course, right? And, and that, that's doing really well. So, and then we, earlier this year, we went into granola bars. And then we're going to be launching a, a really cool syrup product, a nut butter syrup product at the end of this year. And so, you know, that, that's kind of what we're playing in today. And we just are continually looking at, you know, what else can we do? But I think the trick is, it's like, you don't want to overextend and go too fast yet. And you want to build your core, right? And not, not lose focus of that, but also wanting to take advantage of new opportunities to really extend the brand and, and, and have growth that way. So one of the interesting things of those categories you mentioned is, you know, the buyer for you know, traditional Kodiak cakes and this being the retail buyer, you know, the guys that decided right. to get on shelf is not the one that's buying frozen waffles and it's not the one that's buying crackers. So what's that been like as you go to, you know, pitch different buyers that maybe don't have, you know, a decade of experience with your core brand and product? I think what really helped. So we, we started to extend outside of pancake category and, um, 
early on and possibly too early, which is interesting, right? So I think we started to see this need to get out of the pancake category because it was kind of a tired category, didn't have a lot of innovation, right? So we started to see the need to get out of to get out of the category and diversify and, and have more opportunities with more buyers, like you're saying. But when we were when it was really early on and we didn't really have this great track record yet established yet in pancakes, it was harder. And so, you know, we we created uh, a few items outside of that category, outside of pancakes, you know, in 2011 and 12. But then what happened was in 2014, the pancake category just started to work for us. And that's when we launched into protein. That's when we launched power cakes in 2014. And so we started to see real exponential growth in that category. And, and it was very incremental to the category. We weren't just cannibalizing sales of other brands. We were actually bringing new people into the category and, and growing the category. And so once that happened and we, we really had a real, we started to see real wins in our core category, then other buyers started to go, hey, that's awesome. What can you do for me? And so then other buyers really started to want to meet with us and wanted to see if we could do that same thing in their category. You know, so, so that was really, that's when it really started to hit for us. So, you know, with uh, the pandemic and COVID-19, obviously everyone's faced a ton of change and every business is their own challenges. You guys are in an interesting space with outdoors as kind of having a moment, if you will. And, you know, that's kind of the heart of your positioning. So what have you seen change with the business uh, for you guys over the last, you know, call it six months? Well, yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> From an internal standpoint, right, massive, um, you know, all, everybody working at home and having to kind of navigate that. But a couple of things we did see, we saw major increase in demand in two of our real our core categories, right? So as people were home more, on-the-go types of foods just, you know, weren't, were, were either flat or down for many, many companies. But we saw those two categories, pancake and baking, just go crazy. You know, we just saw massive increase spikes of demand. And so I think, um, I think that is really a result of people being home more and having more time and wanting to cook more. Right. And then, um, but you know, I think in terms of the outdoor space, seeing massive demand, maybe that is a part of it too, right. As people are, are going outside more and wanting to engage in an active outdoor lifestyle more. And I hadn't thought of that, but that could be a part, maybe that is a, a part as well of why our brand continues to resonate more and more and you know we did we have picked up a lot of new households during this time our our household penetration as we call it um we gained a, a huge amount over the last you know six eight months so with that spike of you know household penetration and you mentioned the spike of e-commerce and others for you as well how are you having to align the business to meet the the needs of the coming years so I think as we look as we look forward, I think one thing that that we're that we're thinking a little bit about, and I think well, all of us are asking, like, what trends that we've seen in the last six months due to COVID are going to last, right? Like, like what's going to stick around? And I think I do think one thing that'll stick around at least for a while is eating at home. I think eating away from home used to be slightly more than fifty percent of our consumption, and I, I don't know what it's actually dropped down to during COVID, but it's. It dropped significantly, right, as we've eaten at home more. So I think it'll be a while before everybody just suddenly starts going out and eating eating out more. And I think people working from home does lend itself to having more time to cook. And I do think that's a reason why people are making more pancakes, right? You just have a little more time in the morning and you're not traveling as much to work. So I think that'll stick around for a while. So I think for us, it's like prioritizing 
the items. Because one thing that we learned was if you see a real spike in demand, you've got to prioritize what products that you focus on. And if you focus on every product in your portfolio, you may not be able to keep up, right? And so I think if you, if you, you focus on a few of your key items, keeping those in stock is, is definitely the most important. But, you know, then I think going forward, I think we're just continuing to look at like outside of the COVID trends, then, you know, what general food trends do we think are going to stick around? And then managing, managing our business and our innovation strategy to try to, you know, try to keep up with certain trends, but not follow fads. That's something that we haven't, we've tried not to do as a brand. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, over the last few years, we've seen a lot of new brands come on the market, a lot of people going after, you know, traditionally stale categories, if you will. Yeah. What advice do you give to entrepreneurs that are trying to launch new brands, uh, you know, after the two decades of experience you guys have had growing Kodiak? Yeah, I think one thing for me that, that was just a huge lesson early on was stick to your positioning. I remember early on when, when we were trying to get this little pancake, you know, this little pancake product off the ground before we had any other any other items in our portfolio or any other categories, it was hard and it was taking a long time to break through. And and we were you know we were trying to break through with a whole grain product that was healthier, it tasted good, but I remember I remember thinking, gosh, this is taking forever. Maybe there aren't enough people who want to eat whole grains. Maybe there just aren't. You know, maybe maybe we need to just create a white flour pancake mix, you know, and, and try to make it healthier. And so my brother, John and I were talking about it and, and we actually formulated one and it was good. I mean, it was a good, it was a good product. And, and we were kind of debating, well, should we launch this, you know? And so after, we, we kept talking about it. Finally, we, we decided we shouldn't launch it. We should not launch it. And, and I remember John saying to me, he's like, Joel, if we launch this product, it will just dilute everything that we stand for. And we won't have a, a unique position in the market that we're all about, right? And so we didn't launch it. And I think that not launching that white flour pancake mix back in probably 1998 or 1999 was one of the best things that we, that we ever did. And, and, and so having your, having your positioning and, and sticking to it and being strong to your brand and, and sticking to your brand identity has served us well over the years. And, you know, although it took us a long, long time to get established, one of the reasons why we have such a strong brand today is because we didn't dilute our identity and what we were all about. So I think that's one thing that entrepreneurs really need to do is, yeah, you, sometimes you have to make adjustments and adapt, but, but be very careful about that. You don't want to be all things to all people. You've got to have really clear market position and find those consumers who care about that. That's perfect. Well, I think that is great advice to kind of end on. So I really appreciate you saying down, telling the story of uh, Kodiak and most importantly, building an amazing brand that uh, kids and families love. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Dave. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.